good evening. It's good to see you here tonight. I have so many here, and that's good. This is the last Wednesday of the year, our last service, uh, Wednesday service for this year as well. Um, Elder Brian, Heidi, and their family won't be here tonight. They are traveling, or they have traveled already, uh, going back to uh, her parents' home in Indianapolis. Um, so I will take over the whole side that Brian normally handles. So so maybe I should have Nick play some music for me. I, I never get to have music played for my part. <laughs> Drown me right out, right? <laughs> All right. Um, today what I'm going to do is simply um, um, do a, a bit of a review of what we did on Sunday, but to have you talk through it a little bit. It's a very practical lesson. We talked about how the Holy Spirit worked in the, in the uh, early Christmas story or the advent of Christ. Um, and so I just have one question that I want to ask, and there's several answers that we'll, we'll explore with that. And this, here's the question. What do those who are filled with the Holy Spirit do? What are the impact or the effects that the Holy Spirit has? And we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2 to find examples of that. I see two young ladies who had their hands raised already, so they'll, they'll start us off. Who, go ahead, Bree. They what? Showed faith. Yes, okay, thank you. Showed faith, that's a, that's a good example. All right. Jada, did you have a different one? They share the gospel. Okay. Those are two good ones. So let's explore. Um, we named several individuals in the uh, story of Christ's birth who were filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's, let's recount some of those individuals and let's talk about, I wanna, I'm going to mention some specific things that they did. And the point of this is to see what should we be doing, those who are believers, who are led by the Holy Spirit, uh, who are living by the Holy Spirit, who are walking in the Holy Spirit, who are filled with the Holy Spirit, what should that look like? What should that look like in our lives? It's good to have our truth seekers here because a lot of times we think, well, that's just an adult thing. But we have an example in this story of not even a baby, not even an infant yet. This baby wasn't even born yet. And what was his name? He was filled with the Holy Spirit. Who? John. John, what was his last name? His, I'll give you a, a hint. His middle name is The. What's his last name? <laughs> you got it? Okay. First name John, middle name The, last name Baptist, right? <laughs> no, that's not actually his last last name, but that's how we refer to him, John the Baptist. All right. And he was filled with the Holy Spirit even before he was born. Now, what would that say? What, what would that tell us? Is that unusual? Yes, <laughs> totally unusual, right? Very unusual. What's the significance of it? Let's talk about, maybe we'll get to the, to the more concrete answer when we talk about what do, um, what happens to people who are filled with the Holy Spirit? What, what, what do they do? 
Okay, we mentioned a few things. Um, they talk. They talk in a specific way. They talk, first of all, let me say it this way. They talk boldly without fear. They speak boldly. We have a few examples of that. Um, I mentioned the angel Gabriel being led by the Spirit. Now, the Bible doesn't say those exact words, but we can see that he was a messenger sent from God. And what do messengers do? Deliver a message. He spoke boldly, thus saith the Lord. One thing we'll see is from those who are uh, filled with the Spirit, speak God's word to others. There's another way of saying that um, is we see with um, Zechariah at the end of chapter 1 in Luke, um, he did something. Remember, we got back home after his wife Elizabeth had the baby. On the eighth day, they were going to name the baby. And what did Elizabeth want to name the baby? John. The relatives had a problem with that. Why? Nobody in their family. Is that what you're going to say? Nobody in their family was named John. And so what did they do? They asked the father, and what did he say? Yes, Jade, I mean, Bree. He didn't say anything. Why didn't he say anything? He couldn't talk. He was mute. He wrote it on the tablet. His name will be John. Then after that, he could talk. He could talk, right? He could talk. It's like the angel had pushed the mute button on the remote to allow John to be able to talk. So that's what happened. But after he could talk now, what did he say? I'm talking about Zechariah now. What are some of the things he said? Well, let's turn to the scripture. In Luke chapter 1, verse 67, could someone read just that verse for me? He did what? He was filled with the Holy Spirit and he did what? Prophesied, saying, and we didn't get to that part what he said. What is prophesying? Okay, proclaiming the word of God, but in a unique way. In what way? It's coming directly from God, but it's about something. What is it, Malachi? Telling something that hasn't happened yet, and that's something that will happen. And that's what a prophecy is. It is a sure word of God of what is going to happen, right? And that's what he did. So one of the things about being filled with the Holy Spirit is those who feel with the Holy Spirit often prophesied. They spoke what God had given them to say, and they foretold or told the future of what was going to happen. A short version of that of just saying they just spoke and announced what God had to say. And so we see Zechariah doing that. So when we put all this together, we see, you now we see in Acts as well, when a person is filled with the Holy Spirit, they speak boldly. They speak what God has to say. And they often speak prophetically. In other words, thus saith the Lord. 
It's not their own power that's showing this. It's what God is, is saying. And God does that to get people's attention, to show that he is going to do what he said he would do, or he's about to do what he already said he would do, what he had promised to do. All right. Um, another thing that people who are filled with the Holy Spirit do, and we see this often, I'm going to ask you to give me some examples. People who are filled with the Holy Spirit rejoice. Show me your rejoicing face. Smile. There you go. They're happy about something. They rejoice. People who are filled with the Spirit, another way of saying that is they have joy from God. You can rejoice because your circumstances have changed. There's a big box wrapped under the tree and it has your name on it. Well, you can rejoice. You can be happy. That's because your circumstances dictate that. But people who rejoice when they're filled with the Holy Spirit rejoice not because their circumstances change, but because they know God's promises and they trust God. They know what God is going to do and that God is going to keep his word. They rejoice in the truth of what God says. They rejoice. We talked about the true spirit of Christmas on Sunday. Some people try to get spirit by what they drink. Some people try to get spirit by what they smoke. Some people try to get spirit by the music they hear. Uh, this Holy Spirit comes to those who trust in God, and he gives them a joy from trusting in God. Uh, give me some examples of some who in the life of, in the story about Jesus' birth, of some people who rejoiced. John the Baptist, he rejoiced before he was even born. What was he rejoicing about? Or what caused him to, let me ask you a couple questions. What did he do to show that he rejoiced? He jumped, all right, in his mother's womb. What caused him to jump and show that affection? Go ahead. You're on a roll. Might as well. Okay. Mary just walked in the room. And because Mary was the mother of Jesus, Jesus was with her, the baby rejoiced. The baby rejoiced. He jumped up and down. Uh, give me another example of somebody in the story who rejoiced. Three? The wise men. And I would have been in Matthew. We're looking at Luke 1 and 2. You're right. The wise men rejoiced. But even in Luke chapter 2, there's some other people who rejoiced. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mary rejoiced. What does she do to show rejoicing? Mm-hmm. All right, that's one thing she did quietly was just kind of treasure up all the things that, that had been told to her. What does that mean, treasure something up? Go ahead, Bree. Okay, uh, but remembering it, what kind of way? I remember somebody did something bad to me and I get mad. <laughs> Is that the way she remembered? What, how did she remember? Yes, it's something that brought pleasure to her. 
that brought enjoyment that she could think about. And, and what do you suppose she was thinking about? You got your hand up again? Yeah, here you go. Yeah, that God chose her, that she was going to be used by God to do what? To bring Jesus in the world. She was specially chosen for that. She would also been pondering what all this meant. We sing a song. There's a, there's a Christmas song called, What Child Is This? You think about the words, and it kind of pictures or in song form portrays Mary's pondering, thinking about all the things that Gabriel had told her that this child would be, what he would do, and even what would happen to him. Do you remember in Luke chapter 2, um, there was another person who was filled with joy, who was filled with the Holy Spirit, and who would that be? I'm going to get somebody else who didn't raise their hand. I saw Chris raise his hand. There you go. Simeon. How did he show his joy? Yes. Man, I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to jump right out of earth and go to heaven. Um, because why? Because the thing, go ahead. The thing that God had promised him was coming to pass, and that was the birth of the Savior, the consolation of Israel. All right. So he was saying, hey, I see it. I finally see what God is, is this great thing that God was going to do. All right. Now, when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, yes, he rejoiced. We said some of the other things that a person filled with the Holy Spirit does is they speak. They speak, thus saith the Lord. They speak boldly. In what ways did he speak um, boldly? Did I see your hand? Oh, okay. What way did Simeon speak boldly? Let me ask this way. Um, not everything that we speak to people is pleasant and fun to hear. When we speak, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we speak what God would have us to speak, it's not always fun. It's not always feels good. Um, and Simeon gives us an example of this. Did I see your hand now? Yes. He's saying, this is going to break your heart. There's coming a point when your heart's going to be broken. Um, so that was something he spoke that wasn't pleasant. You had a question? Yes, she was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she knew. She knew Mary coming. I don't know what caused her to know that. If, if, if Mary had shared, maybe Mary wrote a letter and saying, I'm coming there, and, and this is what's going to happen. Um, but, but she did, um, she did speak. Um, and I, I don't know if you can consider that prophecy. It just depends on what she, what she knew and what means told her that. Um, but she, she, um, she was filled with the Holy Spirit and full of joy with what was going to happen. Um, 
I like what she says in verse 45. This is what Elizabeth says to Mary. Blessed is she who believed that there will be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. She says to Mary, you're blessed because you believed what God told you. You believed the message that God gave through his angel, Gabriel. You believed it. Remember when we spoke on this, um, we said that Zechariah didn't believe the message, and that's why he was struck with um, his um, inability to talk. Um, But Mary believed. All right. Any other questions? See if I covered the things that I wanted to say. Let me just review. Those who are filled with the Spirit announce what God says, or they speak God's words to others. The Bible commands today for those who believe in Christ to be filled with the Spirit and to be led by the Spirit. We should be speaking God's truth um, to others. We should speak boldly. What does it mean to speak boldly? that Riley say it confidently <laughs> good with confidence without being ashamed without being timid now our personalities might not um, they might get in the way my personality gets in the way all the time I'm a timid person privately but when I need to speak when the Holy Spirit gives me the word to say to speak forth his truth. With that, he gives the power to do it. And he gives a boldness to speak. Um, and so, think about that. You should share God's truth with someone boldly. Um, boldly doesn't mean that you're not afraid. You can be afraid and still be bold. I was at a gas station um, some time ago. And a guy came up to me, and he, I could tell he was very timid. He was very afraid. But he started to talk to me and started to share the gospel. And I, like, I was just like, just relax, man. You're talking to a believer. You, he said, I just wanted to share that to you. He didn't know how I was going to receive it, how I was going to respond. Um, when you look at other people, you can't always tell just by looking at them, by the way they dress or their hairstyle necessarily, that they are a believer. But you should share. You should share confidently and, and boldly. And he, was, he did that, even though um, it's not an easy thing to do. Every time in the summer we go out and we do evangelism, and, and uh, I get nervous going up and talking to somebody I don't know. What am I going to say? What are they going to ask me? Am I going to be able to answer them? Um, what if they embarrass me? What if they ask something I can't answer? Um, all those kind of questions pop up. But we, we simply speak God's word and speak his truth and let God do what he wants to with it. So you have opportunities every day to speak God's truth uh, or perhaps almost every day to speak God's truth to somebody. Ask God what he'd have you to say and, and be willing to, to do that. The other thing, um, those who are filled with the Holy Spirit um, turn people to God. They direct people to God. Um, 
They don't act to bring attention to themselves. That's not their end. Their end, their desire, what they want to accomplish is to turn people to God. And I think we, we, have to, we have to keep that in mind. We're not trying to show people how smart we are, how much talent we have. Um, we may be smart. We may have talent. If we are smart, it's because God gave us that ability. If we have talent, it's because God gave us talent. He wants us to practice and work and, and get better at things that we do. But we don't do things. We don't, we, we're not filled with the Holy Spirit to show off, to show other people how great we are. They might see that, but that's not our intention. Our intention is to turn them or point them to God. So really, we have to get out of our own way. You know what I mean by that? I call it this, get over yourself. Get over yourself. You know why people have a hard time speaking publicly? That's one of the most fearful things that, that people can do. You know why? Because they are afraid to look bad in front of somebody else. They're so concerned with their self-image and what other people think about them that they rather not even open their mouth because they're afraid somebody's going to think badly of them. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. I'm not going to say anything to that person because they, they might get mad at me. They might not like me. Get over yourself and speak the truth. Simeon had something unpleasant to tell Mary. I'm not going to say that because she won't like hearing that. No, get over yourself. Speak the truth of what God has to say. And so we see that characteristic going. And then the last thing I want to mention is that people who are filled with the Holy Spirit serve God faithfully. The beautiful example that we use for that um, was Anna in Luke chapter 2. Night and day, she fasted and prayed and serving God. And she excitedly told everybody who she came in contact with who this baby was and what God was going to do. She served God faithfully. She had been serving when she first got married. Her husband died. She kept serving God faithfully. And that was the, the mark of her life. She was faithful to the Lord. Faithful to the Lord. So if you look at all those things, you see what it looks like to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We speak God's word. We speak God's word to others. We speak it boldly. We don't, bring, uh, we don't do it to bring attention to ourselves. We do it because we want to serve God and obey what he has to say. That's why I say the angels are an example of that. But then the human example would be those people that we talked about today. Any questions? Any questions on what we talked about today? If you're a believer, you've been called to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you've been called to be filled so that you can share the gospel with someone. You're not too young. You're not too old. God is calling you to share his word and to speak the truth, whoever you are, and wherever you go. All right. Um, Lawrence, you want to come and lead us in our prayer time?